You're listening to The Keys 107, opening the doors to endless possibilities in the pursuit of love, peace, and happiness with your host, Rafika and Brother James. Greetings, everyone. This is Brother James. This is the Keys 107. We are facing um, some brief technical difficulties. Give us a moment. We're going to have this thing back online. Sometimes it's very, it's not as out of our control as to some of the things that are happening during the show. And we shall be back online. You're listening to The Keys 107, opening the doors to endless possibilities in the pursuit of love, peace, and happiness with your host, Rafika and Brother James. here we are connected I don't I just sometimes technology as much as I love it and as much as I love to engage technology sometimes I could just strangle those wires and those Bluetooth connections I am your host Rafika my co-host brother James is here you know what I always say when brother James is in the house something wonderful is going to happen and today we kick off our Women Doing It Big series here on the Keys 107 in partnership with the upcoming big conference scheduled for January 14th and 15th in Manhattan. And we have the auspicious pleasure of having with us the founder of the Women Doing It Big conference, the one and only Dr. Tiana Von Johnson. Without further ado, Tiana, you've been so patient. Your mic is live. Check in. Woohoo! Howdy. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's How's what I'm talking about. How's everyone doing? Well, I'm ready to dance. Yeah. I need some more music. So <laughs> <laughs> we can make that happen. Trust me, we you can know, make that happen. <laughs> I'll tell it. you what. I just had to be calm, just had to be calm because I had to restart. I had to reconnect. And I'm like, no, Tiana's on the line. This can't happen now. (laughs) It's all good. We are here, and we fought through it, and we're here. And the the phones are lit up, Tiana. Just want to let everybody know who is on the call, who's on the switchboard in the queue. If you want to talk during this conversation, you have to hit the number one on your keypad. Otherwise, we think that you're just listening in, and we think that's wonderful, and we want to take a moment and thank you for taking time out of your day, out of your evening to spend with us. So let's get rolling. We're introducing our audience to Dr. Tiana Von Johnson um, for the first time, although she's not new to the world. But to our listeners, we just want to give them a little background on you, how you got started. Just who are you? Oh, well, first of all, thank you guys so much for having me on this amazing show. Um, and just to share with your listeners, your dedicated listeners, a little bit about me. I'm just a, I'm just a woman doing it big from the Bronx. I'm someone who made a decision to go out there and live her dreams. I'm, I'm someone who made a decision that regardless of the way life was trying to take me, I, I was going to go ahead and live life fearlessly. I was going to go ahead and break down barriers, and I was going to be that woman that was going to make it happen, doing it big by any means. So I'm someone that at 27 years old, I 
left my nine-to-five job. I, like many people in the world, I was miserable. Now, no offense to everybody. Obviously, there are some people that love their jobs. I think it's maybe six in the whole world, but, you know, um, (laughs) just kidding. Um, But (laughs) I was that person that was definitely miserable. And um, I, I quit my job, you know, and I quit my job in 2009 when we were going through a very tough time in our economy, and people told me I was crazy. They told people were actually, you know, losing their jobs and looking for new jobs, and here I was saying I was going to leave my job. But I knew there was something out there. I knew that I had that burning passion that kept coming to me at night. There was times where I could not sleep or times when I could not watch TV or just times where I would just have to stay to myself because the feeling, the burning desire, the passion that something else was out there was so strong. And when I walked in there and quit that job, it was like life, it was like I was reborn. Um, I was reborn into a world of of loneliness. I was reborn into a world of people that were cruel. And I'm like, wait a minute, I, I didn't think that I quit my job and try to do all this stuff to get into this cold place and feel alone. But it was actually a magical place. It was a place where dreams would come true. It was a place of endless possibilities, and it was a place where I can actually live my passion and purpose and share it with the world in a big way. And that place was entrepreneurship. Mm. I have not looked back since 2009, and I'm on an upward journey um, to doing great things. And by 28 years old, I made my first million dollars. So I guess I'm a little qualified to talk to your your listeners. So we can't just gloss over that. No, we need to come back to that now. I mean, 25 years old, you made your first million. Let's talk about that. I was, wait, I was 28. I was, I was, I was 28. not 25. I was 28. Um, well, that would have been nice. No. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> no, we can't gloss over it. It was, it was not an easy process. It was, um, it was really just me trying to find something part-time to live my passion and my dreams. And I stumbled on a real estate company in New York City, um, which led me to making some money doing some real estate transactions in the luxury market in New York City, which led me to kind of seeing something differently and saying, hmm, maybe I can actually do something bigger and greater. Because I'm that person that when you put me in a situation, I'm always looking for the the greatness of it. And that's why I help so many entrepreneurs because I could see greatness in people, but we'll get to that later. But I, I'm always seeing the, the greatness of something. And when I walked into that real estate firm, I said, hmm, there's no ceiling. What if I could do what they're doing? What if, and these, these guys who are my brokers in, in this luxury real estate firm in New York City, they were 21 years old. They were, they were young and they were millionaires. And I'm saying to myself, hmm, Maybe I can do what they're doing. Um, maybe there's a place for African-American woman in real estate on Wall Street to do it big because there were none down there at the time. And so I found myself doing real estate in New York City, which led to me actually starting my firm, Gold Star Properties, which to this day, if I'm not mistaken, I think I'm still the only African-American female uh, real estate broker owner on Wall Street. And uh, I'm proud that I was able to do that. I can't say that I'm proud that there are no other females down there doing it big in the world of real estate because I'm all for sisterhood and I'm all for individuals to come on, we can all do this, we can all get a piece of this. You know, um, unfortunately that hasn't happened to this date, but I found myself in on, on um, New York, Wall Street, and real estate, and it morphed into something huge. I've mastered the art of branding and learned how to brand myself, um, and the rest is, is history. <laughs> Here we are. Talking about it. Gianna, this is Brother James. How are you? I'm doing good, Brother James. Good, good. I want you to uh, speak to us about how you took your dreams, your 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 vision, your imagination, and brung it into reality. What was it? What was the key behind taking a dream, a thought, a vision, and making it real? I think for me, it was just going for it and putting thought into it and sitting down. A lot of times what I find is people don't even take enough time to just sit down and think things through. And that's how I've been able to be. I know it sounds so simple, but it's, it was really just nothing more than me taking a Sharpie, a good old Sharpie, I call it my thinking pen, and mm-hmm. a white, white sheets of paper, regular copy paper, 
and actually putting the dream to paper and actually saying, I'm going to do this, this is step one, this is step two, but not just putting it to paper, actually executing it. So I didn't know how to run a real estate brokerage. I didn't know what it was like to have fifty and sixty and seventy thousand dollars a month coming in. I didn't know how to manage um, accounting and QuickBooks. And you know, the only experience I had was eight years in the human resources department, working my nine to five job. But what I will tell you is that when I started my own company, a lot of that HR background, a lot of that eight years that I dreaded going to every day was the very thing that I tapped into when I needed to figure things out. So sometimes God has a way to put you in places, even when you have no idea why, because I didn't understand for the life of me why I was in HR and why I was working at this job. But I can tell you when I started uh, entrepreneurship, it was that HR experience and that corporate-level experience that I was able to tap into. Hmm. Was there a point? where as you were growing in terms of business and working on, on Wall Street, uh, um, that you realize that there was no ceiling for you, that you could reach this goal and then you can move on to the next one, you could do this and that at the same time? Was there an opening? There, there was one time after my first year and I was able to generate a million dollars, I said to myself, wow, what if I did not try this? There was a million dollars sitting out here for me. What if I didn't make that decision to quit my nine-to-five job? What if I was too afraid? What if I let someone talk me out of it? What if I did something that did not allow me to go downtown and, and, and even try it, just go see what this firm was about and give it a shot? What if I didn't do that? Then I would have never been able to. And it's not so much about the money, although the money does help. It was about the fact that I was able to generate so much, and I just kept saying to myself after that first year, what if I did not do it? So a lot of times you have a lot of people who you're destined for something. You're supposed to do something. You're supposed to be uh, at a certain place. You're supposed to meet a certain person, but you just won't take that step, and that's what's missing, and that's what's blocking people from ultimate success because they're just not willing to take that step. So if you're on the line and you're listening, it's all about that step. Listen to the signs. Listen to your heart. Listen to that burning desire that I had when I was 27 years old and made a decision to uh, walk out because now that I'm able to live my passion and my dreams, is such an amazing experience. Mm. What, so did you have uh, fear, you know, that is – it was a whole lot of fear. It was it was terrible. You know, it, was, it not only was it fear, but it was also people and their opinions, you know, and, and, and what? You're going to do what? You're going to do? Oh, no, now's not the time to do that. You better not do that. Real estate market is bad. Don't go down there. Don't do this. Don't pursue your dreams. But, see, what I started to do was compound what they said times 10. So if someone mm. said to me, oh, don't do that, I would – I would say it to myself over and over again, like like he or she told me not to pursue my dreams times ten. And I would hear it like that. And that was actually what motivated me to go ahead and do those things. So it was, so it was really the, the message in that is listening, opening up your ears, because it's the person that's going to tell you don't do it or the more people that's going to tell you don't do it. I feel that's the devil. Sometimes it's mm. not even them. <laughs> you know, the devil have a, has a way to get into people. Uh, and, and, and have them and use them to try to block you from doing the things that you want to do or you're supposed to do. So I would just amplify what they said and use that as motivation to fuel me to keep pushing. Hmm. Well, I got one other question for you in, re- in reference to this. Did you have external voices that were in the positive that kind of affirm what you was doing in the path that you had to take? Were there any mentors, anybody speaking to your spirit from outside of you? That motivated you that's to go. A, that's a great question. You know, honestly, I can't even say that there were so many. Um, I can say that I struggled spiritually at that time and trying to find the voice to listen to because I was so busy amplifying that negative, to your point, and using that as fuel. 
it might have been a little hard to accept or listen to the positive side because it was so few. So I did find a church home that I went to, and I just tried to stay positive in that, and it was very difficult. So I found myself a lot just being alone and just kind of meditating um, and just really just allowing the just the vibrations to just come in and just kind of like have that whole place of peace in order to help fuel that other side that I felt like I was missing. Mm. I want to take a moment and just tell our listeners that the chat room is open in Blog Talk Radio, and uh, we are online in Facebook. So if you have something that you want to say and you might be a little shy, you can pop us a message in Facebook or you can send us something in suggestions at thekeys107network.com. James, that's an excellent question. Tiana, you were talking about finding that voice. And you said you went to the church, but I know also that uh, J- Joseph B. Washington spoke uh, last week about getting rid of the clutter. He said because yes. sometimes the clutter in your mind and even in your environment is just blocking all that's supposed to come to you, and so you, all that chatter, that chatter is clutter. Mm. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm. It was tough. It was definitely tough. But once you found your passion, you just had to try to be consistent in trying to put systems in place. What were some of the things that you had to do to really make yourself feel that you could, I could do this, I could do this? Absolutely. I mean, I think the first thing was trying to surround myself with some good people that can deal with certain things, um, using my uh, executive corporate background to implement my delegation skills, um, really just trying to figure it out. Because I think when you step out, the fear is is really heavy, and, and I think you start to feel like, I don't want to do this. If I fail, I don't want to do it alone. It's scary, you know. So I think just having those people around that I felt could at least help. Now, don't get me wrong, they were not people that lasted long. So of course, when you're on a on you know, on a trajectory of growth, you know you have challenges right in your own backyard. So that was also mm. something. But I, I also use that as those stepping stones, those stepping stools that I needed for my growth and just experiencing different challenges. So yeah, you know there was a lot of things that I tried. But again, I, I love the journey because I learned so much. Mm-hmm. There's things that worked. There's things that did not. But it was all part of the growth and all part of learning. That's beautiful. You know, the reason why I'm asking certain these questions, because most of us who are, who venture into business face a couple of difficulties. One is fear, fear of the unknown, not mm-hmm. knowing exactly how we're going to get from point A to point B. The, the, um, the second point is sometimes that self doubt that comes in. Am I good enough? Am I worthy enough? Am I supposed to be doing this? Did these kind of thoughts come up in your mind? And if they did, how did you deal with them? Yeah, I mean, it happened a lot. I mean, especially when it was a lot of those internal issues that happened while I was building my empire because it's like if you can't trust the people right next to you, who can you trust? So it was hard. It almost made you want to just crawl into a little cocoon and hide, you know, from the world. But I think it was just that persistence, you know. It was it was just that persistence and that burning desire that was in me that I was able to just keep moving forward and be okay with the bruises along the way. But I just kept focused and I just kept pushing and I did not let it stop me. It was hard. I, I, you know, no one can tell you it, it was not. I mean, it stings. We're human. And it, it right. really, really is tough. But you just have to keep pushing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when you're in an environment, like on a job that you're just not happy with, and there's reasons why you're not happy there, something is happening, something is attacking you, your 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 happiness, your your peace. So something is going on there. When you leave with that, first you have to shake that off. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it's it's not easy, you know. And 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 people are, you know, people have children and families and you know a lot of times we're just mentally told and, and, and we're in this box where we, we do what our parents did or you know we have those um, individuals in our lives that tells us to kind of just graze through life with our head down and play everything safe and be quiet and and you know so we do fall into that a lot of times but 
again, if you have that feeling, that passion, you just have to push forward and, and go after it. Mm. So that brings you to this point now in your life where you have made certain amount of accomplishments. Not that you are, you know, feeling that you have made it, but because I can see by your, your energy that you're still in the process of making things happen, doing things big. So that's an active tense. How did you get to the point where you felt it necessary to share your energy, your expertise, uh, your guidance with others? And how is that turning out right now? Well, I want to say five years ago is when I did my first Women Doing It Big conference. And the reason why I did it was because as I was going on my journey of building my my million-dollar businesses, I just felt like I wanted more people to see, learn, connect, uh, network in a major way. And I didn't really feel like there was enough platforms for that. So five years ago when I did my first conference, that was that was when things actually changed for me because it was my first time to really give back. You know, it's one thing to train new hires, you know, that works for you, but it's another thing to say, I want to have a room full of hundreds of people that I can actually just share my resources, share my talents, share my gifts so that they can go ahead and live their passions and dreams. So I think for me, it was five years ago when I started my Women Doing It Big conference, which I'm excited to talk about tonight. Absolutely, because we're leading to that as well. Well, um, tell us a little bit about your mentorship that you do with women and and men um, on a constant Absolutely. Well, because of all of the glitches, I would say, along the journey, um, one of the things that I do now is I help entrepreneurs um, build their dreams. And I know that I know that it's a gift, you know, and I, I really try not to say that a lot, but I know it's a gift because I see things in people that they don't see in themselves when it comes to entrepreneurship and living their dreams and passions. And I'm I have a good way to pull that out of people, and I love seeing people succeed. I love seeing people win. I love seeing people go to that next level because I know how hard it was for me. I wish I had a me back then in 2009. Mm -hmm. You know, I wish I did. So I think for me, giving back and helping people pursue their dreams, which is what I do now through branding and and brand development and business development, is actually – helping me because it, it it allows me the opportunity to be at peace every single day because I know I'm making a difference in the world. Mm. Wow. Well, let me just let you know, Tiana, we have a text uh, message or a text question from one of our listeners who wants to know who gave you your, who gave you your seed money and what was your first property? Well, hmm. <laughs> that's a great, great question. Actually, and that's a great question because I sit on a lot of panels and I always get questions from individuals saying, well, how can I write a business plan? How can I go make some money to start my business? And, and how can I, you know, and I see everybody else on the panel and other polished professional ladies, no no offense, that says, you know, put this business plan together and you can go to the bank and you can do this and you can, and I, and I try hard not to, you know, <laughs> go against some of this uh, advice, um, but I didn't do it that way. I didn't do it the traditional way because most times you're not going to get a loan from a bank. You're not going to <laughs> to just write up a business plan and bring it to a bank and say, hey, I need a half a million dollar startup or a quarter of a million dollar startup. Um, I did it by, okay, how can I explain this? I did it by like stair steps, meaning I found a part-time job, which was my real estate job it was it was nothing flashy I was a real estate agent you know but I found out how to make chunks of money and I tell people that all the time so when you're doing entrepreneurship start with something that you can sell that you can make a nice chunk of money from and then let that chunk just continue to build and grow so I did a deal uh, my first deal uh, rented a luxury apartment in New York and I, my commission was 4500 I split that with my broker 50 50 and that was the type of money I was making, 2000 a deal, 3000 a deal. Some deals were five and 10000 So once I saw that formula and saw that there was a way that I could make chunks of cash, I just used that to finance my dreams. It wasn't like 
Um, I just I, I went to a bank where I wrote a business plan. The business plan was in my head. Um, I did borrow some money from a friend who, when I got fired from that real estate office, which we might be able to get to. If not, you can check it out on Black Enterprise. I always tell that story. Um, but um, when I when I when I was when I was out there, I actually actually got a loan um, from a friend. So it wasn't traditional. It was me using a combination of my money, uh, asking a friend for a couple thousand dollars to help out, and then I would pay him back once I started making some money. But it was definitely nothing traditional or what they say in the schools about how to go ahead and raise money. Okay. <laughs> I was absorbed in that question. <laughs> well, I think we can just, I mean, we began talking about the women doing it big, and I think you said that was, was that your biggest leap of faith? That was. I mean, obviously leaving my nine-to-five job was a huge leap, but trying to put together a conference, and I had no experience with doing a conference of this magnitude. Now, I did do small productions on the side, from the time I was, I mean, I can go back to junior high school. I, I would put together the school talent shows and fashion shows when I got out of high school and when I was in college. I did uh, a dance competition. So I, I kind of had some basic experience with event production and planning. But the first woman doing a big conference was really my first time putting together a conference of this size, and I've been going ever since. So I let's leave to... that on. Wait, let's leave that on the table for a moment. I I have to ask her because I was asked this question. Um, what is a brand strategist? Okay, so a brand strategist is someone who comes in. Well, well, let me let me say what my interpretation or my version, because I know there's a lot of people claiming to be a brand strategist out there. So what I do is I'm someone who takes a look at you. Uh, Forget about everything that you want to do and all these great, beautiful, wonderful ideas. I come in and teach you how to build you. And my uh, my signature is a million-dollar brand. So I was able to make a million dollars in my first year. I was able to build a mega multi-million-dollar brand. So that's what I teach, and that's what I help people with. Um, But I come in and I help people build themselves, build you as the brand, be the brand. Because what I learned is when, is when you are the brand and when you brand yourself the right way using a lot of my strategies and techniques, which I will teach at Women Doing It Big, um, is anything you touch will turn to gold. That's what it's about. A lot of times people do it backwards. They start running this business, and I'm going to do this business and the business, and everything is all about the business. Hold on. Forget about the business for one second. Focus on you because once you're branded, everything you touch will work. Everything you touch will attract money. Everything you touch will win. So as a brand strategist, that's what I help. I help people figure out how to become the brand, how to live the brand, how to deliver their brand, um, how to, to do that so that you can do anything you want, ultimately, because I think that's what people want. You, you, you don't want to build a business to run a business. A lot of times people think, oh, I'm, I'm going to work hard. I'm going to work so hard. But it's not about working hard. It's about working right and doing the right things so that you can get to the freedom that you want to live the life that you want. That's what it's really all about. And so mm-hmm. that's what I teach people how to do, how to get to a place of freedom. Because when I get to wake up every day and, and love what I do every day, and, and maybe I'll get up today and go out, maybe I won't, and maybe I'll go to a spa all day on a Monday afternoon, maybe I won't. I mean, that's what I like to do. I love it. And if I feel like putting in 90 hours of work one week, I do that, and I do it with a smile because I enjoy it. You know, so that's what I want to help people get to, and that's what I do as a brand strategist. Mm. So you incorporate what people's lifestyle, their desired lifestyle. Absolutely. You hit it. That's the key. You know, yeah, and then help them see their dream, you know, vividly paint their, paint that picture of their dream so they can see it and, and, and try to live it. So I'm I'm there with you, my sister, because this is very, very important. I think most Absolutely. of us... We we die um, emotionally and intellectually because we don't see where we're going. We have no vision Absolutely. of what our tomorrow is. So you're bringing people back to life with with your program. So it's a wonderful thing. 
So I want to make an announcement that those of you who are tuned in online, listening on your computers or your handheld devices, and you want to call in, the number is 213-943-3618, and we're going to go for a quick commercial break, and when we come back, we're going to pick up on women doing it big and perhaps take some questions. questions from these many callers. We'll be right back. The Keys 107. We'll be right back. The first of our family is close up in the sky. Fluff presents the alphabet is available on Amazon.com and on Kindle. So get your copy today. For more information, visit them online www.thefluffffamily.com. Now, 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 back to the keys. One hundred seven with your host, Rafika and Brother Jay. Well, we're back with brand strategist, author founder of Women Doing It Big Conference, Tiana Von Johnson, who has just gave us a snapshot of her life and how she got to be where she is. And she broke down some meaning of what a brand strategist is and let us know that it's her interpretation of what a brand strategist is. And I think what resonated most in my mind when she said that is, the ability to teach you or to show you or to help shape you in living your dream. Well, not only that, Fika, be the brand. And anything be the that you brand. Touch, yes, anything <laughs> that you touch will turn to gold. All right. I love that. So, be the yeah, brand. Okay. We take notes on the Keys 107. We hope you're <laughs> taking notes, too. We normally partner us for not telling you at the beginning of our conversation to have your pens and pads ready so you can take some intelligent notes. And when it's time to ask questions, you can refer to those notes, and Tiana will be so glad to interact with you. You know, you read my mind because I was just getting ready to say that because of that technical difficulty, we didn't get to play our healthy tip of the day or tell our listeners, remind our listeners to get their pen and pads. But we're here and our listeners are here and we thank you all for checking in with us. Don't forget, if you want to ask a question, this is a good time. This is free. Tiana's here to talk to you. Call in. I mean, you know, 213-943-3618. Those of you who are on the line, hit the number one on your keypad. Don't be afraid. Talk. Tiana. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Ask questions because I I charge for info, so you got me now for free. So come on. That's a rare (laughs) opportunity. No, it's golden. It's exclusive. I was waiting for you to do your echo, James. (laughs) Well, well, we're starting to get questions. We're starting to get questions, but before we go to the questions, hold your hand because I see you out there in South Jersey. Um, Tiana, tell us a little bit about some of the past um, history on the Women's Doing It Big programs from year one to year four, because this is year five. Give us a little glimpse of how it's grown, some of the activities, some of the highlights, and then we're going to ask, we're gonna, uh, ask if you allow us to bring in some of these questions because the hands are starting to raise. Absolutely. Well, Women Doing It Big is a conference like no other. Um, When I did my first one, I knew that it was risky for me to bring a spiritual component into it. Um, It doesn't matter your faith. Um, It's just an opportunity for everyone to come to what I like to call almost like the house of healing. And it's just an amazing experience. It's the no-judgment zone it's a place where people can actually come in, relax, learn, build, network, fellowship. I mean, just connect on a whole different level. We've had some amazing speakers come down and share their knowledge and share their gifts. Um, again, it's not like the business as usual conference where you're kind of sitting there all day and like, all right, where's the coffee machine because I need some coffee. It's it's mm. actually a place where you're learning, you're building, you feel like you're you're growing. 
Um, and so it's just so many activities. This year we have some amazing activities planned, but we've had um, some different individuals, a lot of um, celebrities, stars, but it's not even so much about them. It, it's about you. It's about you guys who want to um, invest in yourself and come out to a place where it, you can actually get life-changing connections, life-changing relationships, just everything life-changing. So I'm excited. It's going to be powerful, and we have one upcoming, and it's going to be really, really good. And and your uh, keynote speaker is? We have Notori Naughton from the hit show Power, entrepreneur, singer, actress. I'm excited to have Notori. She was one of my top picks for this year to be honored and to be our keynote, not just because I love power. I do love power, I must say. Mm-hmm. Guilty pleasure. Um, yes. But she's someone who, when I look at her career, when I look at, you know, when she started in the group 3LW and how she's been able to um, go up and, and just, you know, become this amazing actress and just do it big on so many levels. I mean, she's going to come and share a lot of things that people don't even know about her from a standpoint of entrepreneurship, you know, and, and real estate and some of the things that she's doing and, and how she's managing her money and how she's, you know, just doing some powerful things, you know, as a, a sister. And I'm just excited. I think that we, we made a great choice with Notori and we have an amazing lineup of some other ladies, but she is going to be our keynote. And I think it's just going to be fabulous for everyone to meet Tasha St. Patrick in person. <laughs> We're excited about that. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, I want to uh, interject right now and say to you that we have one call on the line that I would like to bring forward um, to ask a question. Sheila Ellington, your mic is live. Thank you for taking my call. I did tune in late, but I do like the topic. And the question that I have for your guest is, One, what advice would you give to someone who is trying to find their purpose? And secondly, Mm. what advice would you give to someone who is trying to reset their career path? Mm. That's a good one. Well, when you are trying to find your passion, aside from getting with someone like me (laughs) who can help you um, get to that place, I think it's really important for you to – Um, do a lot of different things, as crazy as that sounds. Because sometimes um, I had a young lady um, meet me for a session, and she was one of those clients who she just didn't know what she wanted to do. She really just did not. Um, And so sometimes you have to do something great in order for it to bring you closer to your dreams. When I started in real estate, until this day, I do not even like real estate. People find that so hard to believe. They say, are you serious? I I can't stand it. I don't like it. (laughs) But I found a way to enjoy it enough to make the type of money I needed to live my passion and my purpose. So it was because I just decided to do something else that was not my passion, but I found a way to enjoy it and love it, and it made me the type of money that I needed to be able to put it towards some, some other things. Um, definitely was something that was helpful to me. So if you're still trying to find your passion, I would say go to retreats. I'm having an amazing retreat January 6th and 7th, and part of that retreat is for individuals like yourself. I'm doing it in San Juan. Um, but it's a really an opportunity for individuals, whether you have know your passion or not, to really just think. I know it sounds so small, but sometimes we have so many things going on in life. We're dealing with the kids. We're dealing with our family. We have this issue or this person, or, or we have to deal with our health, or we have, to, we have so much going on that we never really stop to think, and that's also what's blocking us from figuring out or, or getting to our passion because the reality is that your passion is definitely there. It, it's in you. It's, it's right there. It's what you're supposed to be doing. You just haven't tapped into it because you're not – Um, doing things to figure out what that passion is. So I would say just start. Don't don't feel bad about it. Don't feel like, oh, my God, or I don't know how old you are, but maybe I'm getting getting older and I don't feel like I'm, I'm where I'm supposed to be. You just have to start trying new things, getting out there, because something is going to snap and it's going to say, aha, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, or you're still on this journey. Maybe there's some other things you have to experience that's going to be that aha, that's going to say this is what I was supposed to do. And then in terms of your reset, I mean, you know, you sometimes we just have to fully let go and fully release. I don't know your situation, but there might be something 
that you have to let go of, you have to really release, and I'm telling you, that thing, and you probably know what it is, is what is going to propel you. I mean, it's going to happen so fast, mm. you know, but it's something that you, you have, and maybe it's a person or maybe it's just something that is blocking you from you doing uh, what you're supposed to do or being where you're supposed to be. So two things, I would say just start doing things, getting out there, doing things differently, and do a mental reset of someone or something that is blocking you in your life. Wow, thank you so much for that powerful answer. You're welcome. Wow, that was a very good question. I think that definitely uh, leads us into going a little deeper into what the women doing at big conferences, because just like um, Sheila asked that question about motivating and resetting, that's what's going to happen at the women doing at big conference, because you're going to have such a broad spectrum of speakers from many different fields. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's what it is. It's, it's an opportunity for you to reimagine your life. Some of the activities that we're going to be doing is designed specifically for you to reimagine it, renew your passion, because sometimes we lose the fire because we don't see the result, or maybe we're not making the money that we believe that we should, or we're so absorbed in television and, like, what we see other people doing that it Mm. it kills our own fire because we're watching what someone else is doing or what someone else has or, oh, my God, they have this, I don't have that, Um, forget it, maybe I'm – or what happens is we start chasing something that we're not even supposed to be doing. So this conference is an opportunity every – and I plan, I'm I'm a great planner, everything, every minute by minute is planned to the T for individuals to reimagine their lives, renew your passion, redefine your goals, reposition your strategies, and most importantly, just really reignite your faith and whatever that is, just reignite it. So it's a, and it's, it's and it's not just a, a a motivational thing because I feel like a lot of times people get motivated and they go back to nothing. I'm talking about real life strategies, real life opportunities, and just two full days bringing people together. Obviously, especially women, um, but it's a new year. And that's the key to this. That's why a lot of things that I do is in January. My San Juan retreat is in January. My women doing it big is in January because I feel like, you know, I used to do it in March. I used to do it in May. And I said, you know what, we need to do it at the top of the year because what happens is when I do it in May, we're already mid-year. And and Mm -hmm. psychologically people get lazy. You know, March is too cold. Psychologically people are, oh, I can't do it right now. Let me wait till the summer. I wanted to find a time where – it's January. It's no excuses. Let's start planning out our year ahead. So it's a great venue for individuals to do just that. And then, of course, we're going to have some fun. I mean, live music, entertainment, a whole lot of therapy going on. We have relationship counseling, couples therapy. I mean, it's so many different things, and it's just real-life strategies and real-life things that you can use tomorrow, not not months from now or not years from now. It's what you can implement right away. And we have some amazing speakers. I mean, I have about uh, 15 powerful people. We have a lot of panels that are happening. We have our celebrity panels that are going to be moderated uh, by Deja Vu from WBLS. We have just some. Um, uh, we have a concert that we're going to do. My good friend Little Mo is going to come sing some of her classics. I have some other surprise celebrity guests that's going to perform. We have some amazing panel discussions. Um, for the ladies, we do have a Ask Me Anything, which is an all-male panel, because we want to ask some serious questions to these fellas. <laughs> um, so that's going to be fun. Um, and then I have my good friend, Tashira Simmons, who many of you may know from uh, VH1's Couples Therapy. She was uh, married to DMX, the rapper. Um, she has a powerful, powerful story, and she has a new movement uh, that she's launching, and so it's going to be powerful where she's going to be be able to come and share um, her message and her gifts. I mean, it's just going to be so, so, so powerful. We are even having a fur party for those who like to uh, dazzle in furs and minks. <laughs> going to have some fun with that. And, and it's just going to be so many different activities. And just a, uh, I'd love to have fun. You know, ever since I was a little girl, I used to always ask my father, Daddy, can I have a sleepover? Daddy, can my friends come over? Like, I love sisterhood. I love I love it. So anytime I plan events, I swear I plan it like I'm 12. 
uh, because I love I love get-togethers. I'm just I'm just that type, you know. Um, it's unfortunate that when I had to grow into entrepreneurship. You lose people because it's you know you you know as you're growing in success your circle becomes so small. So my conference is also an opportunity for me to get around some amazing sisters and and really just have that bond that I so yearn for. But I know that there's a lot of women out there that that wants that same bond and really just to start meeting new people and networking right with new people and it's just going to be fabulous. Tiana, this uh, is fur party. I'm oh, sorry, what? I just I just. Had to say this, James. A fur party, a fur. You know, Tiana, I, I, I um cannot walk by a fur without touching it. I have to feel it. I don't know. <laughs> I just want to let you know that about me. So if you have a fur on, I come up to you and I rub That's you. Funny. Don't think anything. <laughs> my, my That's awesome. And by the way, everyone gets. A, let me tell you, I'm like the little Oprah when it comes to women doing it big. This is the one time a year that I can just um, splurge. And give the audience things. I love surprising the audience. So, like our registered attendees, every other week I'm sending out an email like, okay, everybody's going to get a free this. Okay, everybody's going to get a free oven. Okay, everybody's going to get a free this. You know, I love that. So, um, and when I get sponsors and different people, I say, okay, well, before you, if you want to get involved, you have to give me enough of these for my entire audience. And they say, yes, I love doing that. So, one of the things that we're giving out to everyone that walks through the door is a $200 gift card to my furrier. Um, he's right in New Jersey, so it's going to be awesome. And you can use that and, and buy yourself something nice and treat yourself to a nice that's little coat. Awesome. That's what you do. <laughs> you know, Tiana, one of the yeah, hold, on, uh, hold, on, hold, hold on. I have a public okay. service announcement, and this is for the fellas. <laughs> fellas, oh. this is not like we're crashing my pajama party. We're invited oh, you, to, yeah, you got to let right? them know that. <laughs> yeah, you got to let the brothers know we're invited to the party, too. So I'll be there you are you invited all. to the party. In <laughs> fact, one of my good friends, Shannon, from uh, he did a BT Black Enterprise. He's a he's a host on a ton of red carpets. He called me today. I'm like, Shannon, you're coming. He's going to be on that that um, all male panel. And uh, my good friend, uh, Reverend Pastor Mega Pastor Jamal Bryant, he's coming to do real talk. I mean, this conversation with him is going to be deep. Um, so that's going to be awesome and amazing. So, yeah, we have some amazing brothers, and we want all the brothers to come support women. Even though it's women doing it big, we do want the fellas to come support us because we do it big. That's right. And the next thing I want to say is one thing I really feel great about, really feel good about, is that we don't honor the women enough. Brothers, Mm. we just don't do it. And when you see women coming together to honor themselves, that is a uh, little, you know, a little something for us to, uh, to take a look at. But we need to be there to help honor them because they have stood the test of time and they're doing their thing. They're doing it big, and we need to be there to honor them. Ooh, absolutely! I will take that. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but in addition to that, I do have oh, the Women Doing a Big magazine. It's our premiere issue that's coming out. I'm excited about that. Everyone's going to get a copy of that absolutely free. I'm excited about our 50 fat females list that we have pulling together that's going to be in that magazine. It's going to be powerful and amazing. So I can't wait to share that. And we have some amazing gift bags. And I know a lot of times people go to events and they open up their gift bag and there's like a pen and like three flyers in there and a keychain. Not these <laughs> gift bags. <laughs> Not <think> these. So. <laughs> No, not these gift bags. These are going to be some plush stuff, okay? Everybody's going to get that, too. So, And we also have some amazing food. One of my clients is a chef, and they have a, a Castro's cuisine. It's amazing Jamaican cuisine. So everybody's going to be able to have some island food. I mean, it's just going to be a fun day, uh, fun two days, rather. And it's just going to be life-changing, and I'm just excited um, to be able to share it. And I love when I get to stand on the stage and look in the audience and see everyone having a great time and, and doing something differently um, and just having fun. I'm just excited about that. So I just want to say that when um, I've never been to the Women Doing It Big conference, this will be my first time attending, but I can tell our listeners my experience when I first saw Tiana at the um, the Mastermind Boot Camp where she featured her Million Dollar Brand strategist 
talk, and I was just blown away. I was so motivated when I left that place. I was just like, where, where am I going? I was with a group of my <laughs> sisters, and we were supposed to have a power meeting after that, Tiana. You don't know this, but we, we were supposed to have a power meeting after that, and we just went to the diner, and we just couldn't even talk about it. We were just so fired up. I'm telling you, we we didn't get to that meeting at all. I brought little packages to show them some ideas, and we just was like, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, I'm, and I think, and I, and I am expecting more at the Women Doing It Big conference. Oh, yeah. Because Oh yeah. I've been around you for a little bit now. And and let me just tell you too that that day <laughs> I didn't know what I was coming to. My friend said we this is something that we should go to and I, I she said okay, if she says I should go then I'm going to go cuz she's my friend. And then well, we well, said well, while we're, we're there, we're going to have this meeting. Wow. And the same thing happened to you, James, right? Because you didn't Absolutely. know where you were going. Sienna, I don't know what you did because I showed up at your door. Not knowing why I was there either, but I'm glad she brought us that way as well. But I want to also say that I really appreciate the fact that Rafika, my wife, is going to be one of the honorees. And, uh, yeah. again, that is something, you know, I treasure. So I'm going to take a few pictures, and I have a big smile on my face. So, um, brothers, if, you're, if, you're, if your lady's going to be there, you need to be there looking, looking good ready to take a few snapshots because this will be one for the books, one for the books here. Absolutely. Absolutely. One for the memories. I am so, so excited. Um, Tiana, I think this is a good time that we can announce that here on the Keys 107 Network, we have our Facebook page, and our Facebook page is very active. We now have a shop where we are selling things. One of the things we are selling and featured is tickets for the Women Doing It Big conference. So you can go to our Facebook page, click on the shop button, click on the big picture of the Women Doing It Big, and then you can make your payments securely through PayPal right there on Facebook. Boom. That's it. We did it. And and I can tell you this is definitely going to be more of an investment in yourself rather than a payment because I'm telling you, what you're going to get out of this is worth way more than the tickets that you guys uh, are going to be um, purchasing and investing in. I mean, it's going to be powerful. And I believe you guys have discounted tickets too, so please get your discounted tickets while they are hot on that Facebook page because, uh, you know, the tickets are almost double the price that you guys are offering them for. Right, so and, and we can't advantage. go over capacity. We cannot go over capacity. So once, the, once we reach capacity, that's it, audience. So Absolutely. make your investment, get those tickets. They're hot. And if anybody and, has a – go ahead, yep. Tiana. Oh, I was just going to say we do have a room block at the Holiday Inn as well. So once you're registered, if you guys are coming, we have a lot of people coming in from out of town. If you're coming in from out of town, and we encourage you to stay at the host hotel just so you don't miss anything. Um, we're going, we're staying early. We're, we're leaving late and coming back the next day. So the Holiday Inn on 57th Street, our room block is under Women Doing It Big. Um, but make sure you, once you get registered, you go ahead and secure your room. Wow. Well, let's just break for a quick commercial. When we come back, we have a few more things to talk about, and um, I'm just so excited. And if any any of you have a last-minute question, you need to raise your hand while we're on break. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Press that number one. The Keys 107. We'll be right back. Fluff, presents the alphabet, is available on Amazon.com and on Kindle. So get your copy today. For more information, visit them online, www.thefluffffamily.com. Now, 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 back to the keys. 107 with your host, Rafika and Brother So we're live here. Uh, the fluffs are here. The fluffs love you, Tiana. Aww. <laughs> Hi, fluffs. I love you back. There you go. There you go. Special well, people we, up there love you. 
Go ahead, Jay. Absolutely. We do have a caller on the line that um, by the name of Sister Mecca. Your mic is live. You can ask a question to Tiana. Good evening, Tiana. How are you? Hi, Mecca. How you doing? I'm good. That's great. I was trying to get on, Brother James and Rafika hogging up the line. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be don't, pushy. Don't, I was thinking a minute. <laughs> You can tell that they are very excited about having you, and so is her. So are their audience. So, my question is: in this economic time, looking at the election that just happened, what will be your message? Mm, oh, I'm sorry. So that that that's a ooh, That's a big one. Go ahead. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to just take a deep breath on that one. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, oh, could you repeat your question? Mm-hmm. Sure. And this Are you there? economic climate, yes, climate, as well as the current election that took place, um, what will be your message for women and and increasing their economic knowledge as well as their business knowledge. Wow. Well, you know, we we are definitely at a crossroad in our, our in our, in the world right now. And one of the things that I said to myself um especially after this election was I was looking at how many people was actually relying on the government and and, and relying Mm -hmm. on these quote-unquote people in office to do something to better their lives, if you will. And, you know, I I had to kind of just take a step back and say to myself, I'm not relying on, I'm not relying on that. I'm not waiting on a handout. I'm not relying on the government. I'm not waiting for anyone. And that's always been my thought process, now don't get me wrong, there's people that need help and all that wonderful stuff, but because we know that, why not create that generational wealth so that we can provide for our, you know, elderly parents or, or, or family members or why, why are families breaking up or why, why don't we have the means and resources as other cultures? And so I think for me what this election does was an was a eye-opener for me and my message, especially through my conference and everything that I'm pushing and promoting, is entrepreneurship and building your own and creating your own lane and own path because I get to live – a level of luxury that most people can't, and I, and I love it because I'm comfortable. I love it because at the end of the day, no one is doing it for me. I'm able to do it and provide for myself. So when I get to go out there and help entrepreneurs, and when I go out there and I get to speak to entrepreneurs, it's really a message of saying, you can do it too. We're not going to rely on anybody in office. We're not going to wait around to see what is the the new health initiative. We 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 just want to go ahead and be able to make the money that we want to be able to live and pursue our dreams. And that's been instilled in me since I was young. And not because I had parents that taught me the way, because I did not. Not because I had a whole bunch of successful friends around me. I did it right. because I knew that I can do it, and I needed to use my own gifts and talents and efforts and and push that forward. So, that's that's my message, Neka. Thank you. That was a great response. I wanted to hear truth, and I heard it because we all know that Black America is ha- has been in the state for the past semi years, so it was just great to hear that response Absolutely. come from the heart. Absolutely. Absolutely. So thank you very I, much. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. Have you gotten a lot of questions, Tiana, in regards to the climate and how does that affect me as an entrepreneur or how does that affect my brand and is it possible? Um, not yet. I know that I will soon. Um, it's all new. I think people are still feeling it. I know I am. I'm I'm still trying to make sense of, of things and understand certain things and, and, and I think for me, 
Um, it's really more just shocked at how many people, like, it, that's the scary part for me. I'm not worried about anything to do with politics. I, I'm more worried about my neighbors. And, and what do you think? Mm. What do you feel? Like, how do you feel about me? Like, we came so far. And and the, the amount of, like, it's no reason why the the amount of people who voted, and I'm, I'm not even here to talk so po- much politics, but it's scary to know that it's that many people in the world that feels a certain level of hatred. Um, that's scary. I, I thought there was a lot, but I, whew, I didn't know it was that many. So I think for me it's more so saying, okay, we still have a lot of work to do. And I think one of the efforts, uh, one of the things that I'm going to push going into 2017 is continuing to do my work. Maybe it's a small piece. I, you know, maybe it'll go far. Um, but just to continue to do my work to bring people together, build empires. Because unfortunately, in this political world that we live in, in this crazy world, you know, power comes from when you have the ability to, 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 you know, to do certain things and status and power, and that has to do with money. Unfortunately. You know, so mm-hmm. I just want to empower people so that they can be able to have a voice and be strong and powerful. And if that means, you know, look, look gosh, I don't want to get into politics, but I'm looking at, you know, you know, I think it's Trump's son-in-law who they're, they're making like some huge position. And I'm saying, okay, mm-hmm. so he's a billionaire, he's a billionaire entrepreneur. I get that. But what experience does he have running the country? What what experience do they all have running the country? You know, so I think for me, it's more so. You know what? Because I see how it works, we just have to continue to build our own empires, build our wealth, get strong, so that we can really have a voice. Mm. Love me. Yes. And I think I think what what Tiana is saying, and what I also heard um, Bishop Craig Sorry say the other day in one of his live broadcasts, is that we really have to focus on what's in our home. We have to focus mm-hmm. on being connected spiritually and fortifying ourselves because that thing that's going on is happening. It's already done. It's going down. And there's nothing we can do to control right. it, but we can control what's in our environment. And really, that's just like uh, distractions. You know, that's one of those like spotters that come and clutter your brain and you start focusing on that and you lose focus of yourself. And in four years passing, where are you going to be? Absolutely. Um, so that's just from me to you, Neka. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we're at that uh, that glorious time where we have to start to wrap it up and bring it to a head. Um, it has absolutely been our pleasure and our honor to have you on board with us on this wonderful Tuesday evening. And uh, Tiana, you are an inspiration to us here at the Keys 107, and we want you not to be a stranger. That you could come on board anytime you want. Just give us a call. And also, we are we are kicking off today with the Women Doing It Big series here on the Keys 107 Network on two Tuesdays, or well, three Tuesdays, tonight, next Tuesday, and then the following Tuesday. And we'll be featuring some of those. Well, guest let speakers. me tell it. Can, may I tell oh, it? On November it. 22nd. On November 22nd, at the same time and same day, which is Tuesday, we're going to have MC Pebbly Pooh, DJ Shu, Dr. Troy Lee, and Sparky D. Sparking it up on November 22nd, talking about their role, their experiences, and women doing it big. We're coming back that following Tuesday, which is November 29th, and we're going to have Dr. Teresa Martin, Dr. Stacy N.C. Grant, Dr. Sandra Tribling, and yours truly, Pastor Sorora Bird. And uh, just with that thought there, we, I think we need to tune in right after this broadcast to the Facebook Live page. No, that's on Thursday, isn't that Thursday? That's on Thursday? Oh, that's on Thursday. Breaking it free? Is, is That's what Sorora is going to be talking about, breaking it free, talking about the seven doors that David had to walk through. But nonetheless, we want you to be in tune and on time with all our shows. You know, they're archived. And I want to say this, this Thursday coming, we do have uh, How to Save Money on Holiday Shopping by Haruna Ket, our in-house financial guru. And then the, fo- uh, the following Thursday, which is the 21st, 
Thanksgiving or misgivings, we have Queen Yonasada Longworth. Yonasada, Nazdiha, pardon me for the um, pronunciation. Yonasada. Yonasada Longworth. talking about what's happening at Standing Rock, and this is a very serious show. And we're titling this show The Misgivings of Thanksgiving. Yes. Thank you for your help and your assistance. So with that, there's nothing more to say but to say you have been listening to the Keys 107. We are opening doors to endless possibilities in the pursuit of love, peace, and happiness. Good night, Well, I have an announcement to make. I would like to welcome into the world little Rasul Hakim, who was just born unto my good friend, Amira and her husband, Sean. Welcome, Rasul Hakim, to the world. God is great, Doc. God is great. And you are listening to the sound of South Africa's joy. Jazz musician, Ernie J. Smith. Odette song. Good night. Listening to the Keys 107, opening the doors to endless possibilities in the pursuit of love, peace, and happiness with your host, Rafika and Brother James.